You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined today in studio, all right, in apartment studio, my co-host from 105.3 The Fan, the fan phenom himself, Josh Stack. Hey, people. Hey, Nick. Oh, I thought you were going to hit me with a daddy's home. Do you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Would you like me to? I can still do it. We still have time. Let's try it again. So from one of I through the fan, the fan phenom himself, Josh Dak. Daddy's home. A bay bay. Shout out to the Seeing Stars podcast. We just recorded a way too long edition of the Seeing Stars podcast. There's a lot to talk about. But that's where we got started. We both did the Seeing Stars podcast. If you guys have, I know there are a couple of you out there that have listened to it and that are actual like Seeing Stars stands that are out there. That Appreciate listen, that. listen now to Locked On. So shout out to you guys. Few and far between. Yeah, there's only a couple people for real. But uh, we used to do that. It was it was we still kind of do it every once in a while. But we used to do it with uh, with our friend Nathan and Chris and a bunch of other people. I mean, we had tons of different other people on on the show. It was a thing. And uh, we would record it at Dallas Baptist University, and we would do we would cover the Cowboys. The we we were the only podcast that covered every single pro sport. So we covered the Cowboys, the Rangers, the Mavericks, the Stars, FC Dallas, and the Wings. Love them Wings. Love them. Hashtag and, clip the Wings. And, and Josh and I not not anymore. Not anymore. Not with Liv Cam- Liz Cambage in the uh, in the mix. Liz Cambage. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Beige Bage. Come on, man. She's from Australia. Sorry. It's a thing. Uh, Josh and I kind of fell in love with the wings covering that, covering them on that. <laughs> and now we kind of both are doing that. And now we kind of like really actually like them. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, so today what we're gonna be talking about on the uh, locked on. Obviously, Isaac isn't here, uh, and we have been we've missed the last couple of days, so we apologize for that. Uh, we just had some personal issues come up. Isaac and I both have wives and they're, you know, doing things. Isaac's wife is with child. Mine is with student teaching. So <laughs> with children, yeah, they, <laughs> with many children, none of them are ours. They, uh, they have their own issues. So we were just dealing with some life stuff that kind of comes up and, uh, it's a good part. It's a good thing that nothing really is happening with the Mavericks. Oh wait, just kidding. There's lots of stuff happening right now. So we're going to talk about the Cuban accusation situation. We'll talk about all that. Uh, we'll also talk about there's some player movement going on uh, with Dorian Finney-Smith as well as Jameel Warney. I'm sad that Isaac isn't here to talk about this news because he was a, a Warney stand more than anybody. But we'll talk about that. Uh, and I also want to get into that Kevin Love article a little bit and talk about the uh, the Kevin Love article on the Players' Tribune with the mental health. I want to get into that. I have a personal connection to that so that story, and I want to, to uh, share that with you. And then we're going to talk a little bit about tanking culture. Josh and I just had a good conversation on Seeing Stars podcast, and I wanted to flush that out a little bit on this show. And then uh, we'll talk about Dennis Smith Jr. not being mentioned, or was he? in ESPN's top 25 under 25 years old. So we'll talk about that. That's what we're getting to today on the Seeing Stars podcast. Just kidding. On the Lockdown Mouse podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We've been doing that for like the last hour. Is the joke funny still? I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't know if it's funny to me. (laughs) I don't know if it's funny still. All right. So the Mark Cuban accusation situation, it's kind of complicated, but back in 2011 in the playoff run, the the like world-renowned playoff run where the Mavericks actually went and won the championship, Cuban was accused 
of going to a nightclub, which he did, and he does a lot. You can just go Google Cuban drunk, and there's lots of pictures. There's just lots of evidence and of he, him doing this. He doesn't deny that. I mean, he that's does not something that he tries to hide. No, that's he did, he does life. not deny that. And uh, so he's at this club, and this girl and her boyfriend came up to Cuban to take a picture, and she she has accused Cuban of touching her inappropriately, of taking a picture. You know, you put the hand on on you know on the back, normal, that's fine. But he went a little bit too far, and uh, and so she's accusing him of this. And obviously, right now, I mean, at any time, this would be an awful accusation. This would be something that would be kind of alarming, just just is in terms of optics, in terms of how this this organization is viewed. But right now, I mean, in we've been making jokes about in the climate that we're in, but honestly, in the in the the Mavs climate right now of where they are. And what has been happening with this this franchise? This could not really come at a, a worse time, which makes it a little suspicious to me. Talk about Murphy's Law, though. I mean, everything that could possibly go wrong in about a two week span kind of has. Yeah. I mean, whether that be from the SI article released of Terdima Usri and uh, Earl K. Sneed, yep. and then you know, uh, hey, Cuban getting fined. Cuban, Cuban yeah, for Cuban tanking. getting fined for the openly comments about tanking, and then Dan Fagan passing away, who was yeah. you know a Mark Cuban guy and a buddy of his, and you know he represented Chandler Parsons and JJ Barea, and so that's that's tough to see. And now this, like I cannot think of a worse two weeks maybe in Mark Cuban's life, or and none of during... it really touched the basketball court. No, that, no, that's it kind was of all a weird thing. Stuff. It's been so bad even during the season while the season's going on, the team's still playing, and yet all the bad stuff has happened like literally just all off the court. <laughs> it's just all just this cloud now hanging around this team. So personally, it's a little odd to me that this is coming out now. It's also odd to me that in the article, and I think that the the uh, website is called W Week. It's like this Portland. Is that tub- two W's? Yeah, W Week. Like W W E E K. I think that I think that's the website. I wouldn't uh, have gone with it, but and uh and it's it's odd that in the in the article the woman says, I'm living a good life now. You know, she's not trying to bring it up now. She's not trying to re-bring it up. She says, I stick by my story. I think this is still what, you know, I say that this is still what happened, but I'm not, you know, pressing charges or anything. The charges were dropped because they couldn't find enough evidence for this to actually yeah, happen. She said that, you know, she's not out here trying to get money. I mean, that's right. Not, which it, is, which makes it even weirder. Like it's, it is, it's a, it's a weird situation. It's a weird thing. And, uh, I don't know. Is this something that we can kind of look past? Or is this something that, you know, maybe should be talked about and addressed? I don't know. It, it hasn't, there hasn't been anything like this with Cuban before, even with all of the, I mean, we talked about how, how he is, you know, been very open about his, you know, partying and parties hard and all this stuff. And even through all that, this is kind of the first time that this has happened. And so you, there's sort of a track record there of him not doing this. Now it only takes once for it to be bad and for you to be, you know, labeled as a, you know, a harasser or, you know, something like that. But it only takes one man. And it's, it's interesting that even, I mean, Rick Carlisle kind of commented on that today, calling it fake news. Yeah. Of all things. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll pull up the full comment on that. That was a little bit taken out of context there. Um, just by posting that one, that one thing. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting situation. It's kind of, it's, it's a hard, situation because of where the Mavs are right now but right now I think that this is that this is the time where we've seen this sort of in the me too movement where once somebody finds one thing about a certain person a certain 
you know, uh, entity, a certain, you know, group, all of a sudden everybody's Googling everything. Everybody's looking for everything. Just digging, everybody's man. looking and digging and researching. And sometimes you're going to find stuff that, that, uh, is going to come up valid. I don't know if this is one of those things. I, I don't, it's, it's hard because the woman still stands by her story, even though she's not trying to get anything. And maybe she just said that for the record now. Maybe she was back then. I don't. I have no idea. It's just so hard. This is second, third hand information. I mean, you're sitting in you're sitting in a culture right now that, with the current standing of the way that things are sitting, you're guilty until until proven innocent. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's, it's not, not the other way around. It's, it's not, not the other way around. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, that's just the case. And I think there's arguments for both sides. It's just there's so much gray. This is not a black and white situation with any of this. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, with, there is there is black and white with certain things, like you should never hit a woman. That was a thing that, that came up with the of Mavericks. Of course, yes. Uh, there's a black and white that you should never touch a woman inappropriately if she, you know, did not, I guess, ask for it. <laughs> you know, like like literally ask yeah, for it. You know, uh, but we we are probably two guys that, that have – should not be commenting on this. I mean, we just are, are so far from this situation. And so, um, I don't know, not in the whole clubbing scene and not in all of that. We're just, I mean, we are <laughs> just two guys. We're good boys. <laughs> of all things. We're not are, even going we're there. Well just behaved. Like, this is not a culture that we are adept to and, and that, and know about. So that's, that's what I'm, that's my take on that. Uh, this is what Carlisle said about the, uh, the whole, uh, situation. He said, very sad. I view that situation as a baseless and journalistically unethical rehashing of a proven non-event. That's what it is. You ever heard of the term fake news? This is the most insidious form. So in his, in his, in his opinion, yeah, he uses words like that. In his opinion, this was not proven, which is true. It was not proven and Cuban was not charged. And so to bring it back up again, like I said earlier, it's a little suspicious. It's a little suspicious that it's being brought up again right now because of where the Mavericks are, where they stand, and, you know, what has happened to them over the, the course of the last couple weeks. And so. we've discussed this kind of in the past hour with, you know, the other podcast that you said, you know, you believe there's such a thing as basketball karma. And, you know. That's different. I was joking. I, I was joking. No, I, re- I realize. But I'm just saying that it's ironic that you bring that up and – it just you know when it when it rains it pours it's all coming down and it yeah you know it sucks and the rangers are the mavericks aren't playing great by any means and it's not a fun end of this season no there there are going to be some games that are fun you guys have been to them but uh yeah it just it's going to keep coming out and i wouldn't be surprised if something else like this comes out again you know like fingers crossed hope maybe not, not I mean, Cuban, i really hope that isn't somebody. the case i mean at this point, I would have to agree with you. Like, it would not surprise me if there was just somebody doing more digging and saying, oh, well, you know, you like that article or you're looking for this. Man, you got to hear about this story. That, that was that. probably the most clicks that that website has ever gotten in their entire history. Right? Probably. I've never heard of them before. Oh, you mean the W Week? Yeah. That's a horrible name for a website. <laughs> That's a horrible name yeah, for a website. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Don't confuse me. So, all right, let's move on to some actual good news with the Mavericks. The... Uh, looks like Dorian Finney-Smith is going to be ready to play this weekend. Uh, right now we're recording this. It's a Thursday night. And uh, Carlisle today at practice said that Dorian Finney-Smith should be cleared to play this weekend. So he hasn't played since early November. Really good to see him back. They really need wings right now, even though they just got Doug McDermott. Uh, Dorian can play both three and four if you've, if you've never seen him play. He's a 3 and D kind of guy that has really worked hard on his shot. He does not shoot well in summer league. So don't look at his summer league stats. He shoots can I ask like your opinion 10%. Percent, but uh, – 
But yeah, he's he's coming back probably. Let me ask you your opinion on something. Yeah. What has been your impression? How have you felt about Doug McDermott in his time in Dallas? Mm. Doug, I think Doug is going to fit so well with Carlisle's system. I think he he can do what – he doesn't bring the ball handling and the passing of what Devin Harris did. But in that role, in that backup unit of that, that J.J. Yogi, you know, Doug now, Dirk, and, and uh, Dwight Powell – Unit, he's going to fit so well, and he already has. I think Bobby Corral has done an article on on that five-man unit, and it, it's been really, really good, really effective. Uh, he's obviously a knockdown shooter, uh, but he's also a really good cutter. He's a really good guy off the ball. I was about ball. to say, he's been so active off the ball. His movement, you know, just he keeps things his first, he keeps things going at all points in time. His first basket as a Maverick was a cut to the basket where he got a dunk. <laughs> so you wouldn't really expect Doug McDermott to dunk ever. He's kind of sne- – and he's a little bit sneaky athletic. Stop it. Stop he, he's it. Not, I'm not saying athletic, but I'm saying that – Sneaky athletic, though. For a guy who his game is, you know – Outside the perimeter, yeah. To see that you know he runs the floor all right. This, to see that he moves around okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that he's an athletic guy, but, but for what I expect, it was a athletic. little bit sneaky. I didn't expect it. Yeah, he definitely is. Also, if you guys haven't read, go to Mavs.com and read Isaac's piece on um on. It's also on Isaac's Twitter at Isaac L. Harris. I think it's his pinned tweet right now. He has a story on Mavs.com about Harrison Barnes and Doug McDermott growing up in Iowa playing together. Some really good stories and they're really funny. So go check that out. So good to see Dorian back. Uh, good to see, you know, Doug and this team actually has some wings. Now they have Harrison Barnes. Who's going to be playing three full time for the rest of the season. You have Dorian Finney Smith. Now you back, you have Doug McDermott back. I mean, you have Wesley Matthews could be back after missing a couple games. They actually have wings. I don't know what's going on with this team. I don't know who they are anymore. It's, it's that climate, Nick. It and uh, the the Mavericks also have extended a 10-day contract to Jameel Warney. Claps, claps, all the claps. Full court meals. Full course meals. We're, I am. We're so excited for him. I'm ecstatic. Uh, he's just a really great guy. And we're really glad. I mean, Isaac is really tight with him. And so we'll talk about it with Isaac when he comes back. But uh, I don't know if he has a place in the NBA. It's just really hard to have an undersized five in the NBA that doesn't necessarily protect the rim that well. It doesn't shoot that well. But he does literally everything else well. He He defends well. He defends well one-on-one. He's very strong. He's a guy that has good post moves. He He can dribble a little bit. He's a good passer. Like There's just a lot of things that he does well. It's kind of a kind of a Dewan Blair with knees. Yeah, I would, I, I guess I would, yeah that would be a comparison. I think a lot of people are saying that he's like the next Draymond, but not there defensively for me. Um, but really good to see him get an opportunity. I just hope that he actually gets some playing time because it would now be, it would be really cool to see him stick. I mean, for what he's kind of been through and he's done it all under the sun in Frisco. Yeah, and, I mean, and he, then he went and played with FIBA, and he was and, the, yeah he was the MVP there, and so I mean he really has done as much as he possibly could, and I'm excited that he's getting a chance with the Mavericks as opposed to another team, you know, seeing the potential there and you know giving that giving him that opportunity. Yeah, super excited for him. Uh, so hopefully we'll see him this weekend. Uh, the Mavericks play. Let's see. They do not play as you're listening to this. They don't play tonight on Friday. They're going to play Saturday. They play a back-to-back Saturday, home versus the Grizzlies and home versus the Rockets. So they're going to play both those games. I would imagine we might see Warney in one of those games, especially if the Rockets game's a blowout. The Grizzlies game's going to be interesting. That That is like a tank of all tanks game. Gosh. It's just it's weird to me. 
but before we get to that, I wanted to uh, to talk about this Kevin Love article. It's about mental health, talking about when Kevin Love had a panic attack. And this story really, really touched me personally because in 2013, I had multiple panic attacks. Uh, I was about to get married. I had been engaged uh, to my future wife for a couple months. And I was out of school, but I was planning on going back. I had two jobs at the time, and I was just under so much stress and pressure. And it was things that I didn't think were that big of a deal. And I felt like I was a baby or I felt like I was stupid for thinking that this is too much or that even that this is something that I should be frustrated with or at the, at my level, at my peak of, you know, of dealing with, but I kind of cracked and I just had two moments specifically. One of them I remember, uh, I was, I was driving home from, from dropping my, my girlfriend off and she lived in Northern Kentucky and I lived in Southern Ohio. So I had about a 40 minute drive ahead of me going back. And my, you know, our parents were, were strict to the point where we're not going to sleep over at each other's, you know, houses or anything like that while we were dating. And so I had to drive home. And so all of a sudden I, I drop her off and she's about to leave. And I just like, it, it was almost like all of my future life decisions and all of my stress and everything that was going to be in front of me was all of a sudden just boom dropped on me if it all if they all weighed a certain amount and they all just dropped on me all at once and i broke down i mean i was just like i was crying i was kind of shaking i couldn't kind of move and uh i'm gonna my my girlfriend's mom was very suspicious (laughs) she was like what is going on like what is this but but then obviously like her her mother's heart kind of came out and was like oh my gosh like he's actually dealing with something this is actually this is you know a real thing where he just can't move and so she let me stay the night over there uh and it was kind of hard to explain to my parents it was hard to explain to other people uh i haven't told a ton of people until kind of now um that that happened to me, but Kevin Love talks about this situation that he had during a game where he actually, he couldn't come back after halftime. He, he had a panic attack. It was just the stress of being in the NBA of starting the season off, you know, really bad for the Cavaliers, uh, his family situation. And he was like, kind of thinking sort of like me, but on a different level saying, man, I, I play NBA basketball and what do I have to complain about? And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there right now dealing with stress right now and saying, what do I have to complain about? I have this, this, and this, you know, I'm, I'm in a good situation, all this stuff. There are still things that are tough and there are still things in this world that, that will bog you down and that will try to come at you and, uh, know that like, if, if you need help with something, ask, cause I have a hard time asking for help from people. I have a hard time, you know, right now I don't have a car and saying, saying to people like, Hey, I need a ride or saying, Hey, like I need this. It's really hard. You want to, as a man, as, as you know, like 97% of our audience is, is men, uh, you want to try to, con- you know, take care of your own stuff. And sometimes you can't. You need to reach out to other people. You need to talk to other people. It's really tough, but you have to come out with your issues and you have to actually talk about it and you have to voice them. If you voice them, they're so much easier to deal with than if you just keep them internally. It might bring some tears. It might bring some tough stuff. It might bring some some insecurities out in you, but bring them up to somebody. Talk to somebody about it uh, and just voice them. Physically voice them, not texting, not emailing, not DMing, not tw- not just tweeting them. Physically talk about it because uh, me talking with, with my you know then girlfriend, now wife, was really good. Talking with my dad, talking with some of my friends about these specific things, that's what really helped me and that's what really got over it. So go read that Players Tribune article. It's really, really good. 
Uh, Kevin Love has good things to say about it. Uh, it's just really good to remember and good to know. And I think, honestly, first off, thank you for sharing that. That's, you know, it's really relatable. Um, as much as I think it's something that's really tough to talk about. Um, but for that to happen, and I know you said that, you know, that was hard to explain to your parents and it was hard to explain to the people around you. Um, I think it gives a whole new level of appreciation for um, somebody like Kevin Love on a very nationally exposed exposed yeah like a super public stage and you know there's a lot of misunderstanding there and you know we thought well why didn't he come back in the game what you know did did he just quit on his team and yeah you know his teammates started saying something and that's that just happens when you you know there's misinformation and golly man i mean that's that's got to be tough i mean dude yeah no just thanks for thanks for sharing that yeah so like i said guys if you have issues, talk to somebody about it. Find somebody you trust. And, uh, yeah, talk about it. it. It's worth it. It's worth getting over it than just holding it in and not voicing it and then something happening where you're uh, – I know an NBA writer for, from Yahoo came out this week and was talking about how he had these sort of issues too and he was driving at one time when he had when he had one of these. And it just became – and he decided to. Like he was having a panic attack and he just needed to drive. And so he got out and he said it was very dangerous. And so yeah, just don't want, you know, stuff to happen to anybody out there. All right. So there you go with that. We're done with the serious stuff. Let's move on. And we will talk about tanking. Oh, man. So oh, man. positive. Oh, from oh. – from, uh, this might be tanking this podcast right now. Oh man! <laughs> Going from this segment, you're still with this us, very serious segment to uh, and you're not, to not talking about to uh, Bonnie Vare and wanting to like. <laughs> is just, that how you pronounce that? Yeah, I thought is. it was Bon Iver. Nope, it's Bonnie Vare. Wow, that's so weird. I'm cultured. Remember Liz Cambage. <laughs> <laughs> I pronounce everything wrong. So uh, tanking culture. The Mavericks are going to take on the Memphis Grizzlies this Friday night, or uh, this Saturday. Excuse me. God, this is this is gonna be one of the biggest tank tankings of all games. The poop show, it's literally a giant poop show. Literally, the uh, tankathon.com has this thing. It's a it's kind of a tank rating where you every single game that is played, however high these two teams rank on the tank scale, they get a certain ranking. And the last time I think the Mavericks played either the Hawks or the Suns or something. It was like a 96. <laughs> it was off that the was, charts. It was like almost off the charts. This is probably going to be a 98, 99. That would be my guess. Would you like a Would you like a stat, Nick? Go for it. That Did you know that the Grizzlies, the last time the Grizzlies, Grizzlies won a game was January 22nd? The last time the, Good Houston, Lord. the Houston Rockets. I was, I was a year younger then. <laughs> the last time then. the Rockets won, lost a game was January 26th. Wow. So even though the Rockets have... Currently, a longer winning streak than Memphis has a losing streak. Memphis has more days at this thing. Like it is, it's bad. It it's kind of amazing to me, uh, especially since I kind I picked Memphis to make the playoffs, but I did it with I did it on the record saying that they wouldn't that if they had no injuries and they've had all the injuries. So, uh, but yeah, so this game with Memphis is going to be interesting. There are also two teams that. They are tanking, I think. I think they both are. but Well, we know one of them is. But is it affecting their culture at all? Because they both have solid players. I mean, Memphis has two all-star level players in Conley and Marcus Gasol. That as soon as they come back, they're going to... If they come back from their injuries, they're going to be back to being all-star level players. Uh, 
and then Dallas, we know, has fairly good amount of solid players. Okay, so here's here's how I'm going to explain this, at least from my point of view. I I cannot wait till my quote unquote contract is up with Team Tank, so wow. I can wow. root for my team again. Wow, because it's very hard. I mean. Since the beginning of last year, I kind of had vowed that if the season's going to go south, I think there is some positivity that comes from tanking. And You're going comes, 100% south. Yes, absolutely. Because if you... How many games have you been to the last couple of years? Over In 10. person. Over 10. Really? Yeah. Over and 10. you wanted them to lose every single game? If I felt like it was necessary, yes. But in, in person... Very, okay, so it's very hard to sit there in person yep. and... Yep. actively root yep. your team to lose. That's yeah. But that's what I've been find, saying. But do I find the value in it? And do I find the value in, you know, desiring a better draft pick? Sometimes you have to break down to build up. You have to build a really strong foundation. Separate it. And if you can if you can add a piece that is a franchise changing piece and is if there is a chance at that and the Mavericks can add that guy to a Dennis Smith to a Harrison Barnes, that looks great moving forward. It logically makes sense. There's just a lot of different steps from it's not just start the season, you're gonna be bad. Okay, be as bad as possible. And I'm obviously get the very player. removed. There's so many other things. You cannot ask your players to go out and purposely lose games. That is not what I'm saying. No. I, expect, I don't think anyone says that. No, I think you expect them to go out and compete night in and night out and you know put up their best effort. And I think you've seen some really tough growing pains for Dennis Smith Jr., but I think you've seen some real improvement because there was a game not too long. Yeah. I can't think of who they were playing, but I know it was you know going into the last possession. Dennis Smith Jr. had the shot, missed the shot. It was really tough on him. He was visually very upset, but he came from that, and since that game, it's been about four or five games, he has looked Is like that the game where he player. hit the wall? Yeah. I can't remember where – I remember him doing that, but I can't remember who they were playing. I feel like since that moment, he has been a different player. Like, that was motivation for him. And I like that. I like seeing wins that are generated from your young talent. Yeah. Because that's what even you... As did, a te- even as a team tanker. No, that's that's what you desire. You want your wins to come from guys who are your future. It's tough for me to sit here and say that I'm super happy when Wesley Matthews gives you 28 points and J.J. Barea gives you 24 down the stretch. <laughs> I was happy with Yogi Ferrell hitting, you know, not, you know. Six he, of seven threes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he missed two shots the other night. And That game know, was the OKC game, by the way, the Dennis Smith Jr. one. There you go. There you go. And they lost in overtime. Because he's going up against a competitor in Russ Westbrook. and Somebody who he looks looks up to and says that, like, that's the kind of player he could be. Yeah. And maybe I don't see that high of ceiling, but it <laughs> is, uh, you know, they're similar traits. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could say that for sure. So it's interesting to me that you're, you're, you're on team tank. Uh, but I get it obviously. And, you know, being removed from the situation is, uh, you know, is understandable. Yeah. It's a little bit easier when you're not on top of it day in and day, day out. Day in and day and out. And you're seeing the effect that it has on people. Right. All right, the last thing we're going to talk about today is this uh, ESPN Top 25 Under 25, and they released these rankings. And so there's 25 players, and Dennis Smith Jr. did not make the list at all. 
What? Anyone's list. He didn't make anyone's list. You're joking. Uh, it's a little upsetting. I'm not really sure where to go with this. Uh, but there's a couple people that had lists. I think Chris Herring was one. I think Bobby Marks was one. Uh, th- these are some of the players that these guys had over Dennis Smith Jr. Tyus Jones. No. The backup point guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Absolutely not. No. Josh Richardson, the wing for the Miami Heat. I No, not he's the a, same future. He's a very good player. Uh, he's very good, solid defensively, but I would not pick him. Uh, another player, if I can remember them off the top of my head. I think I saw Isaac tweet out Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet was definitely another one that was that mentioned. That is really dumb. That is <laughs> actually re- super dumb. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet. I think that just comes from like all the Raptors fans were upset that no Raptors made the uh, <laughs> that no Raptors made like the Rising Stars game, and so they wanted to give them some kind of love. So they just picked one guy. And, That's uh, a pity vote, right? It's kind of they just picked one. You went guy. to Wichita State. Stop. And uh, <laughs> so they just picked one guy, and we're like, "All right, we're, we're just going to throw Baker this guy on this there. list." Oh my gosh, Ron Baker! If that guy, if he makes the list, um, John Collins. That was another one. The, the Hawks forward. I have been sup- very pleasantly surprised because I heard some things going into last year's draft that. I didn't know what to think of John Collins. He's but been solid. He's he 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 gets up. Definitely he can get up. He's uh, solid, but I would not take him over Dennis with Junior. No, I like I like Dennis's career projection for and sure over I, all of these guys. Yeah, you're not telling me that Fred Van Vliet is going to be a starting point guard in the NBA somewhere. No, he's like a JJ Barea type. He's going to be a solid That's, backup. Uh, he's going to be a little bit overqualified backup for a long time. Very flattering of you to say. That it's be like <laughs> oh, you're saying he's not even going to be. I'm saying a type, but you're saying he's not even going to be that good. He can't lick the gum off JJ Barea's shoes. <laughs> I hope that JJ Barea is not stepping in gum. Maybe that's why he can't. Uh, that's why he can't run as fast as he used to. Yeah. Maybe age. I don't know. Nor here, nor there. So. These are, let's say so the the overall list they did like an average of these of these players of their votes and stuff and the overall list I can kind of understand. Uh, this is the list. I'll just go through it. Uh, tell me if you would take Dennis over any of these guys. Ready? I'm gonna go really fast. So okay. stop me. Stop me when you hear one. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, Nikola Jokic, Ben Simmons, Kristaps Porzingis, Bradley Beal, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Gary Harris, Andre Drummond, Clint Capella, Jason Tatum, Otto Porter, stop. Brandon Ingram. I would take Dennis Smith Jr. over Otto Porter. Without contracts? Yes. Wow. I would still take him. I think his stealing is higher than Otto Porter's as well. Continue. Brandon Ingram, Steven Adams, Lonzo Ball, Laurie Market, and Jamal Murray. Aaron? Stop. I would rather have Dennis Smith Jr. over Jamal Murray. Really? I would. Interesting. I probably would too. Jamal Murray's shooting, though, that, that separate, separates him from Dennis a lot. Because he's a much better shooter. And I like I like Laurie Markinen too. I like him as a player, but I think that if I had to have a redraft, I think I'd still take Dennis Smith Jr. over Laurie. Well even you didn't knowing, have you didn't have the chance. I know, to, but, but even knowing what I know, if I had the choice of the two, I think I'd still take Dennis Smith Jr. for this team. There you go. What about Lonzo? What do you think about Lonzo? That's tough. He's been shooting well lately. He has. Last two weeks he's shooting like thirty six, thirty seven percent from three. He's hitting some game winners too. 
Or at least game push. tires. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Push. Push That's a cop-out that. answer. Lauren Markin and Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Jalen Brown, Andrew Wiggins. I might stop at Andrew Wiggins. Really? The it, number one overall pick? Yeah. Defensively, he's not giving you what you thought you were going to get. He's giving you offensively kind of the same thing that Harrison Barnes gives you. He sort of stops the offense. Yeah. He sort of has to create. He's a more athletic Harrison Barnes. He sort of has to create younger, more athletic Harrison Barnes. He kind of has to create for himself. Not really a catch-and-shoot type shooter. And so it's just hard. If you were if you were to trade the two, I think we probably would still do it. But I don't know. T- call me call me a Dennis Smith Jr. homer, but I think I would take him over Andrew Wiggins. There's a reason why he's so low in this list. Yeah, I don't I don't totally. He's gonna agree. be worth. He's gonna totally. He just signed like a hundred and fifty nine uh, million dollar contract. I don't totally agree with the you know the order on this list. No, but and that's what lists are for. <laughs> because they're subjectional. Kyle Kuzma, Miles Turner, Dario Saric. That one. Dario, Dario Saric, Saric, I don't think I would take over Dennis Smith Jr. The yeah. majority of those I feel pretty good about. Yeah, like Capella, Tatum, Ingram, Steven, like Steven Adams even. Like those are all really, really good players. They're going to be probably some of the best at their position. Okay. Okay. Who it, do you think of next year's draft? The, the top of this list, list, the top of this list though, is oh crazy. Giannis, Davis, Embiid, Towns, Jokic. Like Jokic that's the top five. Is possibly my favorite non-Maverick. Really? Yeah, he is. So Did flat. not have a good game he the other so night. So flat-footed and does not move, but <laughs> the big man who can pass is so impressive. Yeah, it's and funny. he looks like that's why I love. I used to love Powell. He looks like he can drink everybody under the table. And I don't drink. Like and he but, just turned like twenty three. But it's still just I don't know. He looks like he looks like Crumb from Harry Potter. <laughs> you get that? You, you get I vibe? did get I did get that reference. Less man. more uh more pudgy though. Like more soft, pudgy. Softer body than crumb. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, there you go. That's the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thank you to my guest slash co-host, Josh Stack. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. For uh, coming on 105.3 The Fan. You can listen to him. Actually, you can listen to him this Saturday. This Sunday. This Sunday with Brian Broaddus talking noon about three. noon to three central time, talking about Cowboys, uh, Cowboys draft. If you want to listen on the radio.com app, you can listen to radio.com or just the radio.com app. That's how I usually listen to The Fan. Uh, so you can listen to them there. They're going to be talking all kinds of draft stuff. Brian Roddus is the man. And Josh, you get to hear Josh host for the first time. I am extremely nervous about <laughs> it. And I honestly, I couldn't think of a better person to do this with because I've heard nothing but awesome things about Broadus as a co-host. Obviously, I respect him greatly. And I am going to probably put my foot in my mouth once or twice in front of him. <laughs> I'm excited to hear that. But it'll be cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out.